This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Shepherding our hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. We are back. We were on a little bit of a... We were on a break. On a break. Um, didn't really mean to be, but like camp was coming up, and last year we were great and worked ahead of time and recorded all kinds of podcasts. Um, and I was unemployed. This year, that did not happen. I was employed this year. So we just stopped doing them for a few weeks. So sorry about that, but it was much needed time to um, go to camp, get encouragement, teach lots of lessons. And learn lots of learn lessons. lots of things um, for me and Addie, and then now we're back. We're back. So it was a great time. Um, I encourage you all if you are not associated with a Bible camp, find one Be. to work at, to go to. Um, just it's so uplifting, and it just builds such a tight community. And that is what the church should be—is a tight community. So. Going right back to the one another commands that we have been talking about. We're going to start off by reading. That was a really awkward pause, but it's okay. We're going to start off by reading James 5 verses 13 through 20. Um, So, (laughs) is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do not err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. All right, so we wanted to read all of that to get the context, of course, because, you know, we're really... us. Yeah, we're just so into the importance of context, but... Which you should be, too, if you're not. (laughs) Wow, Addie. What? Um, What? You're just... So accusatory. If they're not into context, they should get into context because it's important. It is so important. So I don't see how that was accusatory. <laughs> just the way you said just, it was really funny. I'm just, just giving I'm, you a hard I'm time. trying to encourage them. Yes. Anyway, so we wanted to get the context of all of that. Of course, James just being such a practical book on how to live day in and day out as a Christian and talking about the different troubles that we're going to come into as a Christian, right? So sometimes you're going to be um, sick with physical uh, problems or you're sometimes going to be happy and merry and just how to deal with life in all of those circumstances as a Christian. So that's where this falls, um, this command to confess one to another. That's in verse 16 for those of you who didn't catch it. And so read the whole verse, if you don't mind. Confess verse. your faults one to another and pray for one and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay. So just that idea of confessing to one another and praying for one another in those 
um, circumstances where you will need uh, that to be done. Sorry, we we have different animals than normal with us today as we're doing this podcast because Addie is um, animal sitting and so the dog, you can hear her in the background, breathing, walking, Kara, all of these things. Your dog. <laughs> Shout out to Kara and to Leah. Um, the cats are being quiet, so they are um, not making themselves known on the podcast. But, but Leia, they're both here. Yes. Make no mistake. We're just chilling with the animals while we record this. But anyway, just that idea of confessing one another so that we can pray for one another. And that is so important. And I think sometimes we formalize it to the point of confession can only be made by the yeah, going forward on a Sunday or Wednesday and asking for the prayers of the congregation. And it doesn't need to be that way. And That's in fact, a Catholic thing that we adopted. Ado- yeah, I was trying to say, think of the word that wasn't steal because it wasn't that. And and that is fine. Like that is is a, is a time thing. set aside that you can go and do that. Um, but it is just not something that we have to do that way. Yeah. So it's not commanded. It's not commanded. It's, it's just commanded to go to one another. Which I'm sorry, the USA. No, go right ahead. Um, which kind of ties into it needing to be a tight community, because you're not gonna go and confess your faults to people that you don't really know or like. That is so true. And I, we have a great example in Acts chapter 8 with Simon the sorcerer, um, as he's often referred to. And so Acts chapter 8, when Simon, he tried to buy the power that the apostles had to lay hands on others and pass along those gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in verse 20, so Acts chapter 8 and verse 20, Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this, thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. And um, so then Simon answers in verse 24 and says, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they have testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem. And so we just see here that Simon, you know, he was a new Christian, a new convert, and but his heart wasn't right in the sight of God. So Peter, first of all, points out that he has this fault. And then Simon immediately asks. Um, He's like, oh, no. Yeah, he, he confesses that he had done wrong and, and asks that they pray for him. Um, that these things would not be so. And it's it's that same idea of just, you know, and we're going to have these situations all through our life where if we um, need correcting and one comes to us, like you see here that Simon has a heart of, of yeah, repentance. Penitent heart. And so immediately just turns it around and asks for them to pray for him. And that's how we should be with one another. But Addie's absolutely right. If we do not have a close relationship with one another, then we're going to be very reluctant to open up ourselves and share our shortcomings with each other. So some of them obviously are going to be known um, to each other, you know, just outward sins. But it's not actually sins and it's just temptations or things that you struggle with. Or, you know, like, it's just, you're not, I'm not going to go up to some random people and be like, I'm really struggling with this. Could you pray for me? Like, 
I'm not just going to walk into any church and say that. And I think a lot of people wouldn't. I agree. And I think sometimes, too, it's because Christians um, put on such a front of not not having struggles. Like, nobody wants to show weakness in that way. And it's almost a pride um, that comes forth from, you know, from us that we're like, well, you know, I live my life this way and I'm so good and I don't ever slip up and I don't ever have struggles. And that's just not realistic. It's not realistic. And it's Yeah. Like, why would I want to go to someone who looks like they have it all together and say, okay, I realize you can do all of this with no problems, but I really am having a hard time with it. Like that's hard to do. So I think when we put on a, a front then it makes people less likely to be real with each other and to confess, hey, I'm really having a hard time with this, and could you pray for me? Yeah, I agree. And this is one of those things, I think we've probably said it on the podcast, podcast, the podcast <laughs> before, I just don't remember, but it's, if it's not a relationship that you're going to build seeing each other after church for 30 minutes three times a week. It has to be outside that. There's other things. There's, honestly, I don't know that it's even something that's going to be built in a massive group of people. You know, it might not be built at gospel meetings. It might not be built at youth rallies. It might not be built at teen Bible studies. But places like camp, obviously, I do think that that's where you could build that kind of relationship because you have one-on-one time with people. And that's really when you're going to grow your specific relationship with that person is that one-on-one time that you spend that and not to mention, I was just talking to someone um, at camp, and we were talking about how um, camp just puts you, because you're in a cabin with, in our case, like there are 13 of us girls in a cabin together for a week, and you get tired and you get hot and, you know, you're kind of out of your element. Get cranky. But yeah, sometimes that brings out you know, situations where you have to resolve things with people because maybe you've, um, you know, been a little short with them or whatever. And some people might look at that as a negative, but I always look at it as a positive because... You'd rather learn it there. Yeah, you would... There are people there, um, counselors, who can help you walk through the process that God gives us in his word to deal with those kinds of, you know, situations and personality issues and, you know, like conflicts and that kind of stuff and to walk through it together and to learn how to deal with them in a right way is so much better. And I think sometimes those are the lessons we can learn um, at camp that are more than just our cabin Bible studies and our chapel lessons and all that. It's those day-to-day things where we're just living life together. And that's what you see in the first century, the you know the Christians um, that obeyed the gospel there in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, like they were living life daily from house to house with one another, and you have a whole lot more time to spend with each other and to see real life with each other in those circumstances. Hi. And so yeah, Leah, <laughs> she's she's ah! trying to make her point. She just licked my face. I didn't like that, actually. Um, But yes, living life together. Sorry. Back to that. And I think, too, like, if if you're, you know, not going to be going to camp or something like that, just to open your home and have people into your home, then you very quickly learn more. You get a little deeper than that. 
And let's go back to this point. It does your home does not have to be perfect to have people over. And in fact, when it's not perfect and people come over, it's more relatable and people are even more comfortable at your home. Which is funny in a way. But like, I mean, I'm not talking like disgusting, you know, but if there's like if you have little kids and there's toys all over the floor, not all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's a little cluttery, people are going to be like Oh, it feels like a home. And it's, it's not lived like in. Yeah. pristine, you know? So your house does not have to be perfect to have other people into it. And in fact, you're, you, it's, it might be a more comfortable environment if it's not perfect. I agree. And you feel I, like family. Exactly. I think sometimes, again, we put on that front and we don't want people, we don't want to let people into our, like, everyday, like, messy life as in you know like if you come to my house you will probably see um, between 10 and 12 pairs of shoes um, in and around the front door area and you know and that is just our life like those shoes I ask the kids to take them to their room all but one pair um, almost daily and um, but they just collect once again and that's just part of having a busy home and kids in and out and friends of kids in and out and that's just it's just how it's going to be and at this point there's also fur because we have three cats and a dog so that is part of what you're going to see at our house and um it is. yeah it is it's just real life it's so fun. be real with each other confess to one another um and pray I, for one another. Pray for one another. I feel like when you say, I, I need to confess to you, it makes it sound kind of scary and intimidating. But it's really just a matter of talking openly about struggles, Being temptations, open, yeah. you know, sin, that kind of thing. Anything that we need help with. And we all need help. So we're supposed to do this life Some together. more than others. I know, Addie. I'm here for you. I do need help right now, actually. But you you already know the problem. I do. I just don't know how to fix it. All right. I think that's a good one, though. It's nothing serious, by the way. I'm just kidding <laughs> with her. She's teasing. But there are always issues in life. I just have a car seat that I need clean. I can't figure it out. We're about to go work on that together. It's just luck. <laughs> Um, do we say thank you? We do. Thank, thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.